Hi guys, welcome back to Farmer Fridays, where I get to interview agriculturists, ag organizations, and ag businesses. My name is Elizabeth Lynch, and I am your Miss West Virginia 2022. I'm really excited about today's interview. We have Katie and Brooks from Delightful Dairy, and I cannot wait to jump into this information that they have to share with you guys. So go ahead and first off, tell me about yourself and your ag background. Um, so, uh, I'm Katie. Uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, um, in the same county that, you know, in Washington County, Maryland that we live in now. Um, I met Brooks through 4-H. Uh, we showed cows together all through our 4-H years. And then once we got married, we're here on his farm. So I'll let him talk a little bit about his farm. So I'm Brooks. Um, I'm the seventh generation dairy farmer on our farm here in Williamsport. Um, so we're like, a mile from the Potomac River, just across the river from the West Virginia line. Um, we've been here since 1831. Um, it's always been father to son to son generation uh, as it moved down through the generations. Um, currently, I'm the only full-time person here on the farm. My father still works with me. He also works a full-time job off the farm. Um, and then we do have two children as well. We have two teenagers, a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old. Um, that a boy and a girl and our daughter helps around the farm a good bit. Our son helps out here at the store and stuff, not so much on the farm side, but he does help on the store side. Um, but we're, it's always been kind of a dairy operation. We've been commercially shipping milk um, as long as that's really been a thing, you know, started out shipping it in milk cans to the local dairy and stuff like that. Uh, we've been members of Maryland and Virginia milk producers for almost 60 years. Um, and as we transitioned into processing our own, we still are a member of Maryland, Virginia, and we still ship about half of our milk production to Maryland and Virginia while using half of our milk production here for our own uh, processing use at our store. That's phenomenal. I, I'm so excited to hear more about this. So you talked about, a little bit already about the history. Um, can you tell me some of the products that are sold at your store? And then do you guys host any sort of events? Like, go ahead and take some time to really brag about what you guys do, because it's phenomenal. Um, so here at Delightful Dairy, uh, like you said, we use all the milk. Um, the only milk that comes here is our milk from our cows. Um, we bottle that in whole milk, uh, chocolate milk. Uh, some other flavors we have are cookies and cream, strawberry. We do some seasonal flavors throughout the year. Right now we have pumpkin spice. Um, we've done mocha, chocolate, peanut butter, and then we do a really, really good eggnog if you like eggnog. Um, we also do a skim milk. Um, so we separate the skim and the cream. Um, so we have heavy cream and skim. Um, and a really cool new opportunity that we've had is um, there's a, a public charter school in Kearneysville, West Virginia. Um, that reached out to us about doing eight ounce bottles for them. So we got to develop a skim version of chocolate milk to meet the um, school nutrition guidelines. So we're supplying them with skim and skim chocolate. Um, we also make cheese here on site. Um, we make cheese two to three times a day or two to three times a week. Um, anywhere from cheddar that's aged to fresh cheddar cheese curds. And we make a variety of other uh, cheeses from Swiss and feta and um, Havarti, Jack, um, so. A little bit of everything. Yes. That's awesome. And I was on your all's Facebook page the other day. Of course, I saw what you're doing in Kearneysville. That's so exciting. It's a huge opportunity, not just for you guys, but for the children in West Virginia too, that I love that. Um, yeah. I also saw that you guys had ice cream. Do you guys make your own ice cream there? 
we make a soft serve mix that we use here at the store. We don't make any hard churned ice cream, just the mix for the soft serve machine. That's amazing. I so excited. I cannot wait to come and visit. I, I love dairy products. I, you know, have a problem. I love too much cheese. That's, yeah, that's my biggest problem. Um, so do you guys, <laughs> do you guys host any events on your, your property or anything like that? Yeah. So we do like through the store itself, we do two big events each year. Um, we have milk fest in June, which falls right around our anniversary of opening the store. So that's like the third Saturday in June each year. Um, we have vendors. We have uh, we do deep fried cheese curds that day. Um, we do hay rides, farm tours, all of that stuff. And then in the fall, we do the Fall Fest in October, the third Saturday in October, which is coming up here on October fifteenth. Right. And we do a similar thing. We have we have bands. We have um, we do free hay rides back to the farm with the farm tours. We have, I think, like 30-some vendors signed up this year. We have three food trucks, <coughs> sorry, three food trucks coming. Um, so our, our Fall Fest has been a pretty big thing. This will be our fourth year. Um, we Since we opened up, we've been doing it every year. And uh, it's it's been growing to be a pretty big thing. Um, so we, we enjoy those events. And then we also do, um, we do... Uh, school tours and stuff throughout the year. We have told, we've had homeschool groups. We've had public schools. We um, we're getting ready to do a tour uh, in a couple of weeks for Spring Mills High School uh, special education group is coming to do a tour. Uh, so we're we're open to all of those private tours, and then we also even do birthday party packages and stuff on our back patio and stuff like that. So we have a lot of opportunities uh, for people to use the the facilities. I'm about to drop a hint to my family for next my next birthday. Um, it's um, <laughs> so for my followers at home who are, of course, interested in your products and interested in these events, um, can they follow you on Facebook to get this information? Yeah, Facebook's our, our most active uh, way of doing it. I'm pretty active on that, and Facebook and Instagram. Okay, um, perfect. We're picking up on the TikTok thing. We're trying to do a good bit of TikTok stuff. <laughs> Um, Me too. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little harder. Like it's a little easier to to promote locally with Facebook and stuff. TikTok is such a broad, but we we our employee our one employee is really good with that type of stuff. So we just we enjoy doing the video stuff with that. Um, we do have a website. We're working on upgrading that a little bit and keeping it. It's just hard to keep everything up to date and and going with that. So our Facebook page is the most is the easiest one to track and, and check in on see new products and stuff like that. Um, but we try to keep everything up to date everywhere. Awesome. So I'll actually have those links posted in this Farmer Friday video. So if people at home are interested, they can just go ahead and click right on that post. So that's going to be awesome. So now getting into a question that's a little bit more challenging, I guess. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing our dairy farmers in America today? Well, it, when we're when we're looking at dairy farming and a, and a broad spectrum, um, just just in the idea of why we're doing what we're doing with delightful dairy, a lot of that came down to um, struggling in the in the dairy industry as a whole as a small farm. We we typically milk 55, 60 cows. That's the side. We have 160 acres. That's what works well for our operation. Um, we have older facilities. We're just not in a position to get a whole lot bigger. And in the way the dairy industry is right now, it's, it's hard for small farms to compete 
in the market we're in. The dairy pricing is so fluctuates so much. You know, it'll it'll change ten dollars a hundred pounds over the course of a year, and it's so hard to budget for that. And right now, for the past for the past eight ten months, we've been seeing some of the highest milk prices we've ever had. But on the flip side of that, we're seeing the highest fertilizer prices we've ever had, the highest feed prices we've ever had, the highest fuel prices we've ever had. So it's it's always every time you see like, oh, we're we're up here, but then everything else comes up, and a lot of times your margins don't end up being any better than they are. Right. Um, so it, it came down to we made the decision in 2016 that we were going to do this operation. It took almost three years before we had it up and running. That's how long it took to plan everything and get everything in order. Um, but when we made that decision, it, it was pretty much coming down to we were going to have to try this operation. Well, as I said back then, I said we either had to get bigger, get creative, or get out. And getting bigger wasn't really an option with how we are. So, and I really didn't want to get out. We're both young enough. Like I, I just, the dairy is all we know. It's all I've known my whole life. It's what I want to do. So we decided to go the get creative route. Um, this is actually something I've always wanted to do in the back of my mind since I was in high school. I had this name picked out for this, this operation when I was still in high school. Um, awesome. The name of our farm, Long Delight Farm. So the delightful dairy and, and the delight was spelled D-E-L-I-T-E. -E. That's why the delightful dairy is spelled the way it is. Um, so this has always been something I wanted to do. It was just a matter of finding the right time. Um, we didn't actually own the property until 2016. So that was kind of what was holding us back. And when we purchased the property from my grandparents, it was kind of, okay, here we go. There's nothing, there's nobody to stop us now. <laughs> other than the banks. Um, <laughs> but luckily we found a partner with that pretty easily. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. Um, and it's definitely not something every dairy farmer wants to or could do. It, it's, it's a lot. Um, but just getting back to the dairy industry in general is that's, that's the issues we run into. Um, you've got a lot of very large farm op dairy operations in the country that, can take advantage of the size and scale and stuff like that. And when you get over here to the East Coast and the Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia, Virginia area, we're just not set up for that size of operations. However, we have the people. Um, there's more people on the East Coast. So we have the ability to do the direct marketing as opposed to out in Arizona or, or Idaho where they have thousands of cow operations, but they don't have the people. So that milk has to be right. trucked hundreds of miles to really get to the people. We have the people. So that's our advantage, even though we can't compete on the size. And I think a lot of people don't fully understand what actually goes on in the dairy industry, which is why I'm doing these interviews, to try to get this information out there and get people to understand, you know, what is actually happening. So you've got your farm in 2016 and then Four years later, we fell into a global pandemic. Did that affect your farm at all? I mean, it's the the farm side, um, other than, you know, just the, the backlash we're having right now with just prices of everything. Um, that's where COVID kind of came into the farm. Um, at the store um, at Delightful Dairy, uh, it was we just weren't prepared at all for that. You know, we had been open. I don't think anyone less, was. 
yeah, we were open less than a year um, and, you know, there was no milk on the store shelves and, you know, we were just posting on Facebook like, hey, we've got milk on our shelves and, you know, we were we were struggling just trying to keep milk on our shelves. And so we kind of went into this like mad rush of like, oh my gosh, we have to be able to get more milk faster. So mm -hmm. we kind of like jumped the gun and like got some more equipment installed and everything to try to help with that uh, supply here at the store, which, you know, has helped us in the, the long run to be where we are now. Had COVID not happened, you know, we wouldn't be customer wise where we are or, you know, wholesale wise. Um, so it, as much as it hurt a lot of people, it did help us business wise in, in some respects and other respects, you know, it, <laughs> it, we, we it almost grew. crushed us. <laughs> we grew, but, in, but there's such thing as growing too fast. Right. We just weren't prepared um, for it. And, and we peaked with the COVID stuff. Everything got really high. And, and obviously then we tailed back off. We didn't drop down to pre-COVID levels, but we didn't maintain those COVID levels. But we were able to pick up some new wholesale markets and, and find a lot of new customer base. So um, definitely a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah, you know? Um, I know I, from talking to a different, uh, a different group of farmers and you know a lot of people who own their own farmer's markets, they said that during COVID, they sold more than they had ever sold. And that's yeah, just no. because people were looking to go directly to the farm as opposed to going to the grocery store where the, sh the shelves were in stock. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I like to try to remind people all the time that those places are still there. You know, yeah, try yeah. to take the time to support them when you can because they were there to support you, you during COVID-19. You know, so I'd like, I, I always try to take the time to remind people of that fact. And, you know, going back to the idea of, you know, that it's a blessing and a curse, Dairy farming is extremely labor intensive, as you guys know, 100%. But the hard work is extremely rewarding, as you know, every single day. So what do you think is the best part about working on a dairy farm and doing this business like you have? I mean, for me, I mean, it's just, in a, in a way, it's the same thing every day, but in a way, it's a different thing every day. <laughs> yes, we're milking cows every day. I'm, I'm doing it twice a day, every day. And... But it's, but it's constantly changing with the seasons. You know, I just, last week I was working up the ground and planting small grain for, for fall pasture and harvest and going into spring. And then in the, in the spring, I start making hay and then I'm doing making hay and you it just, it's constantly changing the winter. It's just to try not to freeze to death and keep all the water flowing and all of that. Um, so I, it's just, and, and being outside and, and the cows, I mean, I, some days I hate the cows, but most days I love the cows. Um, so it, it's just a joy to work with them. It's a joy to be my own ball, set my own schedule, so to speak. Um, it, it's it's really all I've ever known. So yeah, if there's a better way of life out there, I don't know because I've never had it. But um, I'm pretty content with the one I have. Um, and it was I was blessed to be able to marry a fellow dairy farmer who understood the lifestyle and and it can be a struggle for a dairy farmer to marry a city girl that uh, doesn't understand the lifestyle and it can cause a lot of, of friction in the household um so she doesn't want to milk cows but but she does but she understands that i do have to so so it works <laughs>
Well, that's perfect. It's always nice to find somebody that you're compatible with and that supports your dream and wants to help you with that. So you guys work really well together, both being a, a huge part of the, the agricultural industry.